Do it for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who was crucified, buried, but because death could not hold him captive, he rose again on the third day. Celebrate the lover of our souls, the shepherd of our souls. Clap your hand, oh ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Atalabat Jesus. In Psalm 71 verse 7, David said, He has made me a wonder to my world. Lord, after this conference, make me a wonder to my world. Make me a wonder to my family. Make me a wonder on this campus. Let my lifestyle be a wonder. Let my academic record be a wonder. Let my Christian life be a wonder. Clap your hand, make it a prayer. Make me a wonder to my world. Clap your hand and pray. Make me a wonder to my world. Clap your hand and pray.
In Genesis 21 verse 1, Bible says, And the Lord visited Sarah and did for her as he has promised. Nothing sponsors a change of level like a divine visitation. There is no man or woman who has been visited by God and his life remains the same. In Genesis 50 verse 24, Joseph said, he said, I'm about to die. But when I die, God will visit you. And he will take you out of this land of slavery to the land of promise. So divine visitation will move you from Egypt to your Canaan. But in Luke 19, verse 43 and 44, he said, your enemies will trample you underfoot. Your children will become slaves. Why? Because you missed your day of visitation. That means that you can miss your visitation. In Genesis 28, I believe verse 16, Jacob said, Bible said, and when he had awoken from sleep, he said, God was here and I did not know. On this last day of this conference, let me not miss you. Jesus. Holy Ghost, let me not miss you. Jesus. Give me a visitation that will change my level for good. Clap your hands and make it a prayer. Give me a visitation that will change my level for Descending and ascending. Bible said he saw the Lord seated at the top. And in verse 15, the Lord said to him, He said, Wherever you go, I will be with you. I will protect you. There's a part I like. He said, just calm down a bit, huh? He said, I will never leave you. 
until I have finished what I promise you. Lord, on this last day of this conference, don't leave me until you have finished what you began with me. Clap your hand if you believe it. Make it a prayer. Until you finish what you to the altar and drop it thank you Holy Spirit Yeah, I was here. 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 Yeah, I was here.
Deliverance has already begun. There are angels all over this place. I see angels, angels all over this place. Angels all over this place. Yes, Lord. I 
just saw an angel putting money in somebody's hand. God is putting money in your hand. You don't know how you're going to survive for the next two weeks. But in the next 24 hours, there is an angel here. Some people call him the angel of miracle money. He's moving through. God is putting money in somebody's hand. Atalaba Figadosa. in your head. It's been healed right now. You want heat in your head. It's been healed now. I see miracles in this place. There is somebody who is deaf in one ear. Your right ear, specifically. Your right ear is deaf. Put your finger in that ear. After one minute, remove it. The ear is open. Your right ear, you can't hear properly. It's open. Jesus' love has never 
Thank you, Holy Ghost. Everywhere, everywhere that I go, Jesus love never fail. Thank you, Lord. Everywhere, lift your two hands, everybody. Say that God evil side. Never fail me. Captain of Israel's host and God. Oh, Two hands are lifted. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' love and righteousness. All the dead of trust, the sweetest friend, but holy for Jesus' name. Oh, now. Jesus everyone with your hands to him all the ground is singing 
Lord, tonight we are gathered in your presence just to have more of you. We pray this night that you give us all of you and take all of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. God bless you. Take your seats. The song that is coming to my spirit. I'm resisting it, but the song is coming. The song is coming. I think it's done by Moses. Bless him. For who you are. You that song? You are. Yes, sir. Something like that. Today forevermore. That's it. What you said is what you do. You've never failed. You never, never changed. changed. You are faithful to the end. Let your hand sing it. 
Not too long ago, somebody asked me, He said, How do you hear God? He said, How does the voice of God sound like? How come, as for us, we cannot hear God? One of the fastest ways to be able to recognize and hear God's voice is to be a worshiper. Worshippers don't struggle to hear God. Anytime you need direction, anytime you need God to be precise and accurate with you, I recommend to you the place of worship. He said, I shall inhabit the praise of my people. That means that God does not live in heaven. God lives in your worship. The Bible said that the heaven is his throne, not his habitation. Because God is too big to occupy any space. So, where does God live? In your worship. In your worship. That's why he said you should present your body as a living sacrifice. It's a worship. Holy and acceptable. Anytime you train yourself to worship God, you easily pick his voice. You easily pick his voice. You don't struggle to hear him. And anybody that hears God, men will hear you. Do you hear what I said? If you can hear God, men will hear you. The reason nobody is hearing you is because you are not hearing God. When you have a message from the Lord, people will listen to you. They will listen to you. I want to challenge you, even as a student desire to hear God's voice it's a game changer it will stand you out and make you unique among your peers Luke 24 32 is a scripture we've been running with since Wednesday Glenda said I should close early. So, I'm going to preach for 20 minutes. Why did you say, hey, you don't believe it, eh? I'll try, don't worry. God will help me. I want to see if I can preach for 20 minutes, maximum 30 minutes, and then we can pray. Because Glenda said I should proceed. That's the first thing she told me. That I should close early. So I so that me too, I can go and sleep. When I was even coming, my wife said she has missed me, so I should hurry up and come home. So already me, I'm also missing my wife. What is H? You will get there. My prayer is that some of you will marry on campus. It's, it's, it's a good thing to marry, I'm telling you. 
It is better to find a wife on campus than a girlfriend. Bible didn't say whoever finds a girlfriend obtains. Say whoever finds a wife, may God empower you to find a wife. Luke twenty-four verse thirty-two. He said, "Did our hearts not burn within us?" Now today, I want to read to you a very strange version. I know most of you probably have not heard about it. But when you are a pastor and the Bible is your manual, you sleep and you wake up with the Bible. This is what I do. Is that not it? That's how God has ordained my sustenance. So when you are a doctor, you practice well. Is that not it? If you have to go for refresher courses, you go. So when you are a pastor, you must master the manual. It will be an error for a, a congregant to know the Bible more than me. Can you imagine? That is why when you go to the hospital and you are trying to tell the doctor what he should do for you, you really annoy him. Are you here? They will tell you, if you knew what to do, why did you come to me? It's an error to, for a patient to pretend or appear to know more than the doctor. So I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It's TPT. You can Google it. The Passion Translation. In Luke 24, 32. Now, this is what it says. Stand, they looked at each other and said, Why didn't we recognize it was him? Didn't our hearts burn with the flames of holy passion while we walked beside him? Now, this is what I love. He unveiled for us such profound revelation from the scriptures. He unveiled for us such profound revelation from the scriptures. So yesterday I tried to bring you to the point where you appreciate the place of prayer. In your quest to be on fire for the Lord. I said to you that A life on fire is a life of prayer. Now look at me. The pivot of your Christianity is your prayer life. And that is why, Prasi, we say that 
Christianity is not a religion. Because we don't follow specific do's and don'ts. Under the grace dispensation, we are not bounded by laws. Are you here with me? What it means is that if you are not following strict laws, if you must please the one that enlisted you, you must be able to have a relationship with him. You must know what exactly he expects of you. Because you can even be reading the Bible and be reading it the wrong way. Are you here with me? You can actually be evangelizing and be evangelizing the wrong way. Did I tell you here that there is God's way, the right way, and the wrong way? God's way is not necessarily the right way or the wrong way. It is simply God's way. So you can tell the prophet Samuel that go to the house of Jesse and anoint for me there King David. And Samuel says, if I go, Saul will kill me. He said, tell Saul you have come for a sacrifice. Did God lie? No. Because Hebrews 6.18 says, by two immutable things, it is impossible for God to lie. So if God cannot lie, then what it means is that everything that God does is good. It is perfect. The only explanation you can give to it is that the ways of God, Isaiah 40, as if a study or so, are past finding out. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are the ways of God. Your mind is too finite and limited to grasp and understand the ways of God. Look at me. The ways of God are not like the management principles you are studying in class. The ways of God is not like the forces of demand and supply. The ways of God are way beyond anything you can imagine. What it then means is that until you have a relationship with God, you cannot please him. Is anybody following me up to now? That is why we say Christianity is not a religion. Now look at me. The other religions will follow certain laid down protocols. And whether they can feel their God or not by doing that they are content that they are pleased their God are you here with me that is why it's a religion so some will say pray five times a day once he prays five times a day he feels religious and righteous but do you remember that Jesus said two people went into the temple to pray one said I fast twice every week. I pay my tithes. And one just went to the corner 
and said, I am a poor sinner. But the other one said, I am not like that one. Why? Because he thought that probably he saw the sister living a kind of life. This is Christianity, eh? Let me tell you something. There are two major wonders we'll see in heaven. Can I tell you? The first wonder we'll see in heaven are the presence of those we thought would be absent. And the second wonder we'll see in heaven is the absence of those we thought will be present. So you can never judge. No, think about it. Glenda, think about it. If you were the pastor of that thief that was crucified with Christ, what would have been your conclusion on that man? Heaven or hell? Hell. Not knowing that the last few minutes of that guy, he had an encounter with Christ. I'm just trying to prove to you that Christianity is a relationship. So it means that until, and the only way you relate to a man, I, I don't know how you can claim to have a relationship with somebody you don't talk to. You cannot know my mind if you don't talk to me. True of us. I told you how I missed out on the woman I loved. Because I couldn't say what I had to say. And she couldn't tell my mind. Are you here with me? So until you can communicate, Christianity will be bending some. Christianity will be difficult. And I said to you yesterday that a man of prayer, to a man of prayer, there's nothing like impossible. In fact, to a man of prayer, the word impossible means I am possible. So the people are saying, as we talked with him, our hearts were set on fire. And in the process of talking to him, the TPT says, he unveiled to us profound revelation from the scriptures. I love this version because the other versions will tell you he explained the scriptures. So it may not make you appreciate exactly why their hearts were set on fire. You may take it literally and say that by reading the word of God my heart can equally be set on fire. Not knowing that just by mere reading of the word does not put you in a position where your life becomes fireized. What did I say? Huh. English is communication. You take it like that. 
It's my own word. Listen to me. I said today, I just want to preach for 20, 30 minutes. Now listen. Are you ready for this one? What it means that number two one is that life on fire, life of prayer. Number two, a life on fire is a life with revelation from the scriptures. Presi, are you aware That your current state or your present level in life is as a result of your depth of revelation. There are people who are poor. Not because God made them poor. Is simply because they lack revelation about wealth or exactly who they are in Christ. Now listen. What it means is that you can write this one. It is your depth of revelation in the word that determines your height of elevation. Your depth of revelation will determine your height of elevation. Anybody you see whose life looks better than your life, it simply means they know something you do not know. God said in Hosea 4 verse 6, he said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Look at me. There is a way you will catch a revelation about divine health in the scriptures and you can never be sick. Until you come to that point Forget it. Sickness will always dominate you. You see, there are, there are lots of times because scriptures lie. Christ in me is the hope of glory. See, until that scripture is quoted with revelation, it makes no sense. In fact, it does not scare the devil. That is why sometimes you can lay your hand when you are sick. You can lay your hand when you are sick. You lay your hand on yourself. You say, Jesus carried my infirmity. So by his stripes, I was healed. And nothing happened. What you just said is mere head knowledge. In Matthew 13, verse 10, 
The disciples came to Christ and they said to him, Why do you speak to the people in parables? And in verse 11, he said to them, He said, To you has been given the mysteries of the kingdom. But unto them it has not been given. Look at me. What it means is that you don't operate the kingdom by mere head knowledge. The kingdom is operated with mysteries. Anybody that must survive and advance in the kingdom must be a man that operates in mysteries. Now listen to me. My ministry personally took a different turn. After one day I had an encounter. And in that encounter I saw let me not mention the pastor's name but one of the very prominent pastors in Nigeria I watch him sometimes. And he was reading the Bible because I had been praying to God that I, I need my eyes to be open to read scripture. The reason why you are not interested and you don't enjoy reading Bible is because when you open the Bible, it doesn't open. The day you open scriptures and it opens, nobody will tell you to read it every morning. Tell you. The day scriptures begin to open to you and you read one line and you cannot move because the kind of revelations and rhema that is chomping at you from that scripture. Oh my goodness. The man was reading the Bible and then I was seated by his side, I think with my wife or something and then he picked his personal Bible and gave to me. And he said, take and read. I took the Bible, very beautiful Bible. When I took the Bible and I began to read, I woke up. So I began to pray and then a scripture jumped in my spirit. I didn't even know what was there. Matthew 13 verse 11. Then when I went to read the scripture, it said, unto you has been given the mysteries of the kingdom. That was the day scriptures began to open to me. So when I take the Bible, the, 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 the way you interpret scripture is not the way I interpret scripture. And you are going to see. Because I had an encounter that opened my eyes. David prayed in Psalm 119 verse 18. Why did he make that prayer? He said, Open down my eyes that I may behold wondrous things in your word. That means that there are wonderful things in the word, but until your eyes are open, you can't see them. Go and ask the lawyers. Even the constitution, we, there is something they call the letter of the constitution and the spirit of the constitution. So you can just read a mere clause or article and think it means something 
compare what you have read. But when the judges sit and they begin to interpret it, they interpret it with the spirit of the framers of the constitution. And you and I were not there, Baumia said, when the Bible was written. So the framers of the Bible, and we, we, believe, we believe, he said it was given by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. So you cannot take Bible and read it like your, your chemistry book. There are many people in church who do not love to evangelize because they lack the requisite revelation. Because it is, you see, anything you have revelation about, you control. Anything you lack revelation about, it controls you. It's as simple as that. Let me show you something. You can open it. In Exodus chapter 3, the eh, Bible said Moses took his father-in-law's sheep to Mount Horeb. Is that not it? When he got there in verse 2, the Bible said the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a burning bush. He said the bush was burning but not consumed. Now watch this. When you read that verse 2, Bible said, and Moses looked. He looked at the bush that was burning and was not consumed. Nothing happened. But read verse 3. It says that, then he turned to see and there are two different words that scriptures introduces. One was, he was looking at the burning bush. He did nothing. But immediately he turned to see. Bible said, when God saw that he turned to see, he called him. My goodness. When you are looking at something, you are just fixing your eyes in a particular direction. I could be looking at Glenda and not see her. When you see something, that thing has now caught your attention. Oh, jeez. Let me push this thing. Am, am I speaking above your heads? Are you following what I'm saying? So there are many people with open eyes that cannot see. The reason you are gallantly entering a relationship with a witch. It's because you cannot see. The reason you are gallantly spending the money of a wizard is because you cannot see. If only your eyes will be opened. And you don't see people by their haircuts. Or see people by the cars they drive. Or see people by the weapons they wear. Or see them by the money they even give in church. A lot of us will be delivered from many unnecessary troubles. One prayer you have to pray tonight. Lord, open my eyes.
Eh? God said to me, until you can see wonderful things in the world, I cannot do wonderful things in the world for you. So, supernatural revelation is what sets a man on fire. Because, don't forget, he said, he said, our hearts burn with the fire of passion. Why do we lack passion on subject matters? You lack revelation. Because your passion about anything is born out of your revelation about the thing. Why are you pursuing selling tomatoes even on campus? Because you know something I don't know about the demand of tomatoes on campus. Oh my goodness. The reason a lot of people are not passionate about the things of God is because you lack revelation about them. The very day your eyes are open to see what happens when you put five Ghana city on this altar? Nobody will force you to give your last five Ghana city even in this basket. Haven't we read several? When a soul is saved, there is joy for the angels. How come? You know, somebody said that the scripture said. There is joy before the angels. He didn't say the angels dance. So. He said there is joy before the angels. That means the angels are seeing something that is making them joyful. It means that anytime you win a soul, it is God himself. It is God himself that begins to rejoice. So the joy before the angels is the joy of God the Father. So when I come to AGCM, even in my tired state, huh, and I preach the word, and somebody gets saved, there is joy before the angels. That means God himself is the one who is happy. Okay, how do you know? In that parable, you remember that Jesus spoke about 100 sheep and one is lost. Who went for the one that is lost? It was the shepherd himself. And Bible said, when he had found him, he carried the sheep and put on his shoulder. When you have revelation about why you must go out, why you must make your roommate who is not a believer a prayer point till you see him saved. Nobody will tell you to cry on the altar of prayer for him. The reason you are not doing what God expects you to do or you are not carrying a genuine passion for the things of God is because your eyes are not open. It's because you lack revelation about it. You come to church or you go into the business world. Look, what will make the Thomas Edison, the Bob guy, eh? What will make him try over nah, how many times? How many times? 99 times. Why didn't he stop at 50? Why didn't he stop at 70? 
there was something inside of him he was passionate that means nobody can be successful without a genuine passion about your pursuit a genuine passion you must know something we do not know to make you passionate about what we are not passionate about that means Why are you in school? Why do some of you even prefer to sacrifice two hour fellowship time to go and study for exam? Think about it. There is something that bangs inside of you that tells you that I must become a medical doctor at all costs and I will not sacrifice anything for my profession. I don't beg you to visit her. Let her even say that today after lectures, I have a small migraine. You can buy the whole pharmacy for her. Because you cannot stand to see a mere girl having a migraine. What about the migraine of God? Think about it. What about it? What about it? You know why? You are not genuinely passionate. You are not genuinely. Oh, Jesus said. He said, the seal of my father's house has consumed me. So the reason Jesus did the things the way he did them was because he was consumed with the seal. The day you come to the place, eh, where you read instructions from scripture, and, the, and Paul said that the eyes of their understanding may be enlightened. Eh? How many of you have read the parable of the sower before? Read it before? When you go back, I'll give you an assignment. Go and study that parable again. Try and find out why all the people who wayside bushes, you will realize there's one common thing. Even to those who had a hundredfold, there was one common thing. It will tell you that when they heard the word, they did not understand. When they heard the word, they did not understand. The ones that had hundredfold, he said, when they heard the word, they understood. So the reason they became vulnerable to the attacks and the pressures of the world was because they lacked understanding from the word. I want to challenge you to take your Bible study to the next level because your first class is in that Bible study. Oh my goodness. Your good wife you are looking for is in that Bible study. It's, 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 it's embedded in your revelation about scripture. 
He said, our hearts burned when he unveiled to us. Number one. Acts chapter 9 verse 9. Open it and see what is there. Acts 9 verse 8 and 9. Acts 9 verse 8 and 9. You know what is there? Can I tell you? You didn't give me a projector, so I came here as a walking Bible. I'm trying. Listen. He said, When Paul had been struck huh, by the light from heaven, Bible said, he stood up with his eyes opened, but he couldn't see. Oh, but see, not everybody whose eyes are open can see. Paul's eyes were open, but he could not see. Could not see. Now look at verse 9. He said, watch this. He went three days without food or water. You know why? He was without sight. Read it, it's there. What it means is that, listen to me everybody, look at me. What it means is that when you cannot see, Can I say it to you again? When you cannot see, you cannot eat. Oh, Jesus. Why are you not able to eat the healing bread? You can't see. No, if you are clapping, God give you a first class. Free of charge. Free of charge. My brother, only man who can see can eat. Only men who can see can eat. How am I making money in the kingdom? My brother, it's revelational. It's revelation. Because I take steps guided by revelation. Oh, let me push it. Can I push this thing for you? When you read Hebrews 11, eh? Is it Hebrews 11, 35? Let me shock you. Do you know what it says? It says that, it says, and by faith, the children of God walked through the Red Sea as a dry land. He said, and the Egyptians also decided to walk through the Red Sea and they drowned. Watch this. By faith, the children of Israel walked through the Red Sea as a dry land. He said, but when the Egyptians tried to do the same, they drowned. You don't do by common sense what somebody is doing by faith and revelation. What will open the recipe for you is not your common sense. It's not your degree. It's not your masters. What opens the Red Sea is faith and faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the word. So faith is sponsored by your revelation in the word. It's as simple as that. They walk through the Red Sea and the guys try to follow. Not knowing that these guys were doing what they were doing by revelation. By faith. Don't follow me when you don't know what I know. Don't do what I do when you don't know what I know. 
don't pray and even fast the way I fast when you don't know what I know. Revival can even fast six to six. You can even fast six to twelve. What you need is revelation. Why are you talking about your ulcer? You lack revelation. You, you lack revelation. You lack revelation. When I enter the presence of God, what is ulcer? Last year, we were having a fast. The lunch hour, we were having a, laugh, a fast. And then, I was preaching about some of these things. There was a woman who I had never seen before. She joined, you know, those times we are doing Zoom prayers a lot. So she joined on Zoom. She said, when she heard me speak the word of God, she just believed it. But she had a problem. For over 20 years or so, she has had an ulcer. And for, because of that ulcer, she has never been able to fall from 6 to 12. He said, but as I spoke the word of God, oh my goodness, Ezekiel 2 verse 2, he said, and as he spoke to me, the spirit entered me. Oh my goodness. May the spirit enter you. Uh, he said, the spirit entered me and set me on my feet. When the spirit enters you through the word, it sets you on your feet. I prophesy over your life. After today, may the spirit of the word I speak enter you and set you on your feet. Well, the lady didn't even decide to fast 6 to 12. She said, Pastor, I decided I would do the three days dry fast with you. Somebody who had had chronic ulcer for 20 years. He said, I went the first day. It was a bit difficult. But I told myself, pastor said, I will not die. He said, I went through the second day. I went through the third day. And unlike previous times, when she fasts from even 6 to 10, she has a very bad headache and serious pains in the stomach. He said she went three days without food and water and the pain disappeared. Disappeared. If you are clapping, God will give you a testimony. Right? In that same fast, there was a woman and all these testimonies I'm telling you, if you go to see that lunch hour page and you play them, you hear it, they are there recorded documented testimonies she was she was fasting with us and she had been purging with her sister-in-law for many years so as we were fasting she heard how people were sharing testimonies and she told God I need to move out of this place but I don't have money by the time we were done with the three days fast somebody called her and said but you cry it's a long time I saw you can I see you this is about a 50 something year old woman she went and this was her former boss. He said, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm just at home. He said, so where do you stay? He said, I stay with my sister. I said, oh, I have a three-bedroom apartment somewhere at Oyarefa. Can you go and see it? The woman followed the man. They went to the three-bedroom apartment. When they got there, she said, yes, I've seen it. He said, do you like it? He said, oh, I love it. He said, take it. He, look, oh, my goodness. The woman got a three-bedroom apartment. That is not a catch. The man said, that apartment I've given you, the meter there, the water bill, everything is catered for. So, from that day you enter that house till you die, you don't have to pay ECG bill. Why are you not fasting? You lack revelation about fasting. You lack it. 
you are struggling to fast and pray the day your eyes are open to see the spiritual physical material benefit of the things we do nobody will force you to do it that is why Paul didn't waste his time praying to break any yoke. He just said, let the eyes of the understanding be opened. Because immediately your eyes of your understanding are open, you cannot break fellowship. Why are people not coming to church? He said, and you quoted the scripture, 133. He said, how beautiful, pleasant it is for brethren to gather together in unity. Watch it. He said, it is like the oil that flows from the beard. That means that anytime we gather together in unity like this, there is an anointing that is present. You are missing this thing. You are missing it. Yeah. Oh, Glenda, I'm sorry. I, I'll close. Nah? I'll close. Now let me shock you. Let me show you something. The king of Syria sent men to come and arrest Elisha stupidly how can you arrest a man who is able to decode all your plans didn't you even think that before you sent for him you would have seen it can you imagine you want to arrest this man it's not me you want to arrest you want to arrest this man but before you even plan it I'm able to tell this man that you are coming he should prepare and then you leave this man and say you want to arrest me me who was telling him don't you think me, I would have even thought it and saw it before you even planned it. He said, go and catch him. When they went, unfortunately, Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 6, I think from verse 13 or so, it said, his servant went out in the morning and he saw the host of Syria. You know what? He became afraid. He went to say, and said, alas, master, we are surrounded. I believe this is how he said it. Alas, master, we are dead. And I believe this is how Elisha responded. You and who? You and who? The first thing Elisha said to him, he said, do not be afraid. Why? He said, because they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Proceed. Did Elisha see them with him? No. No. I believe Elisha was just quoting the scripture huh? in 1 John 5 verse 4. He said, greater is he that lives in me than he that is. I believe he was just quoting. Now watch this. He said, you are afraid because you do not know what I know. What I know is that they that be with us, oh look at me, they can outnumber you in the physical, but they cannot overpower you. Oh, let me say it again. They can outnumber you, but they cannot overpower you. When they came to arrest Jesus, what did Jesus say? Peter wanted to cast and fight. He said, oh, Peter, forget this thing. I have legions of angels. It didn't matter the crowd of soldiers that came to arrest him. He said, I have legions of angels. You are, you, it, it may appear as if you have outnumbered me, but you cannot overpower me. So, do you know what Elisha did? Elisha saw the problem of the servant. He said, the problem of this guy's fear, he cannot see. He had eyes he cannot see. Five minutes, 
udu ruma wapenim tree yetu we butuso the concussions you have drank for the past five months only god knows why you are so afraid of an irrelevant virus what nonsense you don't know what you are made of that is why you are afraid I've been doing this thing since Corona came. Corona has not stopped me going anywhere. Friends around me have tested positive. By the grace of God, I'm still preaching. That is why we say, the nonsense they say, what I don't know cannot kill me. It is what you don't know that will kill you. It is what you don't know that will kill you. It is your ignorance that is your greatest enemy. For me, there are two greatest enemies of the believers. Number one is the flesh. Number two is your ignorance. As I fight, he said, my people are taken into captivity because of their ignorance. The reason you are in bondage is because of what you do not know. Look, I told you, me when I was a student, but God blessed me with ideas. I was, I didn't call home for money. I didn't call home for money. I made money. Me and Kasa, I like money. Yes. Elisha said, the problem of my servant is his eyes. He said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Put your hand on your eyes. Shout it loud and clear. Say, Lord, I can hear you shout, Lord, open my eyes that I may see. Help her. Say it again. Say, Lord, shout it loud. I say, Lord, open my eyes that I may see. Finally, say, Lord, shout it loud. I say, Lord, open my eyes. That I may see. One day I was being tempted to do something very stupid. And while I was thinking about it, the Lord opened my eyes. And He said to me, That everything you have in life now is as a result of my grace and anointing on your head if you lose the grace that is it that is why Joseph said how can I do this wicked thing against God not against my master so watch this Joseph had a setting revelation about sin the reason he will not sin is not because he would offend Potiphar beyond I mean besides the point he said, I cannot do this wicked thing against God. Anytime you sin, you don't offend your family, your friend, you offend God. And you see, if you know what it means to offend God, that is a fearful thing to fall into the hand of God. You won't even try it. Mikael saw David dancing. David was dancing. Then Mikael said to David, he said, David, how can a whole king like you dance naked before the maidens? 
Interesting. Now David replied here and said, I was not dancing before the meetings. He said, dear, point of correction. What you saw me do was not before the meeting. He said, I was dancing before the God who took the throne from your father. I know, I know that's how he said it. Your father and gave it to me. Pressy, when we are doing praises and I am dancing, I am not dancing before my girlfriend. I am not dancing before my boyfriend. I am dancing before God. Look at me and let me tell you something. When it comes to dancing before God, anytime you are dancing, to men, a good dance is judged by the moves you make. So you are doing a zonto or whatever you call it. But to God, dancing is not moves. Dancing is just movement. Just make some movement and you are dancing. So David said, I was dancing before God. So those of you who say, I cannot dance like this young lady. So when we are doing, uh, I mean, a, a, a choreographed dance, I can't join. My brother, it's not before God. People will laugh at you, but heaven will approve you. Oh, look at me and let me talk to you. Are you aware that in Matthew, in Matthew 14, Bible said, a young lady danced before his father and the father said, ask me anything up to half of my kingdom. That means a common dance can give you up to half of the kingdom because if a mere man can be pleased with the dance of a small girl, if your earthly fathers know how to give you good gifts, how much more would your heavenly father rise to your feet rise to your feet it's just one prayer and I'm done with you. Lord, tonight as I clap my hand and I pray, open my eyes that I may see. How many of you want your eyes to open? Savakai. Prova says. Blind Bartimaeus said to Jesus, he said, what can I do for you? He said, son of David, Open my eyes that I may see. And listen, as many of you that can pray this prayer passionately, right here in this service, I'm closing the next five or ten minutes. Your eyes will open. Let me tell you, from today, your judgment will not be based on feelings your judgments will shift so you see that I like this boy but something inside of me tells me he's not the correct guy your eyes are open your eyes are open that is a way eh? that is a way you are going to write an exam you are not too prepared for but something inside you tells you I will still make an A in this exam yeah you carry revelation 
you don't behave like they behave say Lord say my father my father as I clap my hand and I begin to pray open my eyes let me see can I anoint you come four people and how many bows get four people open and pour in the book of revelation he said anoint your eyes with the eye salve that you may see so tonight you are going to anoint your eyes any scales on your eyes for which reason you cannot see the truth Glenda Jesus said you shall know the truth. Huh? And the truth will set you free. In another point, he said, you search the scriptures because you think it is in them you will find eternal life. Not knowing that the scriptures talks about me. That means until you can see that what you are reading is more than the words. Oh, Jesus you will still be bound. So there are people who are holding Bibles and are still bound. Because it is truth and that truth is revelation. Father, I declare about these bowls of oil. I need ushers. Direct them orderly. Huh? Orderly. Don't come haphazardly. Direct them orderly. As we are praying, you would, you would, Use just stand strategic position when I leave the prayer point and we'll begin to pray as they are directing you every one of you will come you want put your hand in the oil you know what means don't be afraid if you will get corona it's not in the house of God can I repeat it for you even if you get corona it's not here it's not possible you can't come to the presence of God and carry sickness when there is healing here. It's not possible. So you just dip your, your, your hand. If not, I know some of you are afraid. You can go around and pour a little in everybody's hand. Huh? Just give them more. A little, a little. Pour it in their hand. Don't let them touch it. A little in their hands. So just divide yourself, the four of you. Choose rows. One here, one here. A little, little, little. Just small. Are you ready? Lift up your right hand, everybody. Say, my father, my father. Shout the loud and clear. Say, my father, my father. As I clap my hands and I begin to pray, Lord, open my eyes that I may see. Clap your hand and make it a prayer. Clap your hand up, brother. Clap your hand up, brother. 
I see prophetic giftings. In the name of Jesus. I see the word of knowledge. After today, you will know things before they happen. It is happening. It is happening. <laughs> There are five young men. There is a strong prophetic unction coming upon you. Some of you have desired it for a while. Some of you, God is just anointing you for the work of the ministry. I see somebody about us. You see an angel in this service. An angel is about to appear to you. In the name of Jesus. Are you ready now? One, two, three, everybody. Let, let, let your eyes be open. In the name of Jesus. Lord, every one of them that desire it. From today, from today, from today. In the name of Jesus. 
by the count of seven I command the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. In the name of Jesus. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. Let that eyes be open. Let that eyes be open. God will give you deep insights give you deep insights into his word when they fall Jesus Jesus God has given some people strange encounters. All those that are being touched by God. Some of you, your ears are opening. Your ears are opening. Your ears are opening. I don't know why I see a lot of spiritual gifts in this place. A lot of them. A lot of them. Strange wisdom. Wisdom from above. Wisdom from above. Wisdom, wisdom from above. Wisdom. There is somebody connected to a mad person. You are connected to a mad person. I see God healing that madness right now. We curse that madness. Whatever is a source of that madness, we command it to disappear. Let that yoke be broken now. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Proceed, please. Anoint every one of them and let them go back to your seat. Stretch your hand towards me, everybody. Our time is fast spent. We need to close. Stretch your hand towards me. Stretch your hand towards me. Stretch your Just play something softly. I want to pray for every one of you. And listen to every word I declare over your life. 
from today I stand on this exalted altar and I declare none of you who has been part of this conference for the past three days will be an ordinary Christian from today. I decree that God will give you an enviable Christian life. From today, you will not be lukewarm. Neither will you be cold. I declare your Christianity will be too hot for any devil to handle. I pray for you. By the fire you have contacted in this conference. Go and take your world for Christ. Go and make a difference on this campus. Make a difference in your room. Make a difference in your family. Make a difference in your lecture room. Make a difference among your classmates. I declare in the name of Jesus, the fire of the Holy Ghost, which you have contacted after today, will stand you out among your peers. I pray that from today, God will make you a sign and he will make you a wonder. As I have said, as for me and the children that God has given me, we are for signs and we are for wonders. Nobody under the sound of my voice is permitted to be a failure. None of you is permitted to die before your time. Every spirit of death hovering amongst the youth of the nation, amongst the people and the students on campus, I decree in the name of the Lord Jesus, it shall pass over your house. It shall pass over your room. It shall pass over your hostel. It shall pass over your cars. In the name of Jesus. I decree no affliction from her will have any kind of power over your life. From today, every one of you will be a wonder to your generation. May you know things before they happen. May God give you extraordinary and advanced wisdom. Receive advanced knowledge before anything you do. Look at me. Even when you are preparing for exams, may God give you advanced knowledge. Where are those who believe that prophecy? From today, you will not know how you will see all the questions before you enter the examination room. Before people plan evil against you, God will reveal it to you. In your dreams, by open and closed visions, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. I declare all the executives, run up, line up here, let me say a prayer for you. All the leaders.
Lift up your two hands. Is that your BGM song you are playing? You know, I got born again. I got born again by one of his songs. So there is no Joe Beecham song I don't know. There is no Joe Beecham. That's the song that got me born again. I love the guy. Now, with your hands lifted, I pray for every one of you. Now, look at me. Bible said, as for these four youths, God gave them uncommon wisdom in all matters of learning. And even for Daniel, Daniel, he gave him special graces to understand dreams and visions. In Daniel 6 verse 3, he said, And this Daniel was preferred because an excellent spirit was in him. I don't just pray for the graces of extraordinary servant leadership but I pray for the spirit of excellence that nobody will point fingers at you or even you yourself have a cause to say because I served as a leader in this organization my academics have suffered my life has suffered my family has suffered may it never be said of you in the name of Jesus the hand of almighty God shall rest upon all of you from president to every one of you you will excel in the calling of God you will excel in your assignments you will excel in your academics. You will excel in your relationships. You will excel in everything that concerns you. I declare you blessed. I declare your lives preserved. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Go back to your Now listen. Finally, before I drop my microphone, I want to say a big thank you to our campus pastor and our father, Reverend Dr. Stephen Yenison Wingham. Put your hands together for him. Have you been blessed? Have you been blessed? Have you learned something new? All right. And also to Presley. I don't know your, you mentioned your name several times, but I don't remember. I only remember Glenda. Daniel. Wow. Daniel. And the vice. Forgive me, I'm not good in reminding and remembering male names. I like the female ones. That's why I can't remember Glenda. I can't remember. That's just on the lighter side. Thank you so much for having me these three days. It's been very fulfilling to be with you and I've enjoyed every bit of it. 
I pray in the name of Jesus. Not many days after today, may you begin to see the fruit of what God has done in your lives these three days. Lift your hand and shout, I believe it. Shout, I receive it. By the time some of you get back to your hostel, I see strange money entering your account. I see strange phone calls announcing your testimonies. Strange testimonies announcing a breakthrough. It's going to happen suddenly and strangely. Now listen. I am closing, but let me take the offering. Huh? Today I want to take a special offering. I want some of you to take 50 CDs. Take 20 CDs. Take it, run to me, drop it in the offering basket. If you have 50 cities on you, you have 20 cities on you, you want to sow a special seed, run and drop it in the basket. Let's do that quickly. 50, 20, 50, 20, 50, 20, drop it in the basket. 50, 20, hurry up, drop it in the basket. 50, 20, 50, 20. This is what is unlocking your finances. You have 10 cities. Run, join them. 10 Ghana cities, join them. Run and drop it in the basket. 10 cities, drop it. You have 5 cities. If you have the envelope I gave you yesterday, if it's here, run and drop it on the altar. All of you have the envelopes, run and drop it on the altar. You have 5 Ghana cities, 2 Ghana cities, 1 Ghana city, run and drop it in the basket. Before I drop the mic, I want you to stand to your feet and give a, a thunderous hand clap and appreciate Jesus, appreciate the Holy Ghost for the outpour of His grace, outpour of His power. Thank you. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you again.